Hello everyone, welcome back to wherever you're listening to. I'm Elton, this is Scott. Real quick intro this week. Yes, hello, hello. Or as they say in the future, H-A-Y-D. H-A... You've already lost me. H-A-Y-D. Well, it took a while to think of it, but I think it's that's how are you doing. Oh, wow. I've okay. become... I've got the future-mindedness of being more economical with my words and thoughts, not taking into uh, consideration how much time it takes to explain yourself. Exactly, <laughs> yes. I got it Every out in four letters, but then I, <laughs> I spent a paragraph explaining those four four letters. Yep, yeah. There was a guy at my work who used to fill out – I was speaking to my brother about this, actually. There was a guy at my work – years and years ago who used to fill out all of his sheets with just letters replacing words and so we would find let's say no fault found he would put nff which is fine that's like an industry standard that we all work with okay but then he would let let's say that he uh arrived on site so aos <laughs> okay um uh, repaired landing doors are LD uh, run and tested uh, run and tested uh, no other fault apparent so his sheet would be AOS RLD RAT NOFA and then when you hand that to a client they look at that and go what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. But he, he found it. Yes, that that's fine. That is acceptable to put on your sheet and explain exactly what you did that day. Well, was it for him? Was it his? Like just really notes to himself? Or was it something always customer facing or colleague facing? This would this was um, this would, would be going to both our boss and the client. Hmm. This would explain to the client what we found, what we did, and how we left it. And he would yes. just use letters, and people were like, "You can't do this." Yeah, because there's an obligation to be clear. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder yeah, that that's that, that's very. It's not even text speak anymore, no. is it? We we've gone past that. But that's. That almost seems like an evolution of, uh, I, I don't know the person, but almost like an arrogance. Like, this is what I, this is good enough for me. This is what yep. I do. And Absolutely. it will become the standard for everyone because it works. Yeah, I know what he says. I don't care what yes. anyone else thinks. At least there was a logic to it. It wasn't like uh, left on doorstep. Yeah, that's an M. <laughs> Why is that an M? Well, you know, because it, I have to move over to... Uh, or DM for doormat. Like, no. Do you get that on your your parcel deliveries? Uh, you mean notes on things? Yeah, sometimes yeah. there's a cryptic note saying like, uh, you know, let, oh, I wish I could remember. There was one the other day that it was it was an attribute we don't have, and it wasn't. Oh, it was left right. by railing. Well, there's no <laughs> railing anywhere. So then we thought it was at the wrong property. Like, no, it was it was by the stairs. But the stairs, it, it's like the front step to a house. So it's not like it has the handrails on the sides. 
Right. And, uh, okay. So it was. Uh, you say railings? I'd I, well, I'd be going to the nearest school because only schools have railings. Oh, what are, what are they to you? The railings. I, we don't have them. We just have oh. them around the school. <laughs> yeah, but what are what are the railings at the school? Uh, railings are like a, a metal fence. Oh, Instead see, of like I... a chain mail fence, it'd just be bars. Basically, okay. a prison for kids. See, I, you don't think it. Well, what do you put your hand on when you're going up and down a staircase? Oh, uh, oh, the top bit. Um, like a banister. Banister, yeah, it'll be okay. a banister. Yeah. I'm trying to think of where else a railing would be. Well, the railing is kind of like a safety fence. I don't know. I guess it's well. Regardless, we don't have one, <laughs> and and so the package was not near one. But <laughs> but to that person, I guess maybe he was trying to tell us we needed a railing. There's too many steps here. You're not to code. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'm just wondering. <laughs> over here, we'd have like LBB left behind bins. Hmm. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. There's only one thing a B could be, I guess. A bin. And before, yeah, yeah, yeah we don't have Left trash by cans brushes. or anything like that. So we we don't have a bush. Either. We have a bush over the road, but I, I swear, if he leaves anything <laughs> near that bush, I will karate chop him. There you go. Yeah, uh, I I want no. This week we had someone leave something on top. We have like a, a little letterbox attached to the wall outside our front door because if you. If you put anything through the front door, the dog will eat it. Guarantee okay. it. It it anything. You you put anything through that little flap and he'll be like, Nope, I'm munching on that. And uh, <laughs> so we put like a, a big box outside. And we've had people with packages that could fit in the letterbox. They put them on top of them and just left them on top. And then it rains. And then everything gets soaked. So I, I sometimes I despair. I don't know. Maybe they're Not just too, too busy cutting the the cards open and grabbing all the money out of them. I I don't know. Maybe that's slander. I don't care. They've done it. <laughs> I wonder. It's you would think it's probably for speed, but I wonder if they're not allowed. If they're told don't don't open anything for risk of being accused of stealing something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're not delivery people. They're more like pirates that happen to pass on your (laughs) packages if they feel like it. Yes. There is some sort of, I don't, I don't trust them. I don't trust all of them at least. And and some of them are very shifty. There's a lot of packages going missing. But anyway. Well, we'll have to, you have to set up a glitter bomb. One of those uh, you ever see on the YouTube channels where they have like traps that they build, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Oh my god! I just I just became very old and said on the YouTube and tried to cover it with channels, but now I've 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 aged into the had a definite article category. <laughs> well, you saying that I've I've aged to the point that there are a couple of videos where people chain a bike up. 
Mm-hmm. And when I say train your bike up, they basically put a, a, a very thin but strong cable from the bike seat to a lamppost and leave the bike just lit, lent there. And so someone would come along and go, oh, look, jump on that. I'll have that. And then ride away at top speed. And it reaches the end of that tether. <laughs> and they go flying. And I sit there, I think when I very first found the internet, I saw them and I was like, oh, oh dear, that's that's quite amusing because I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. But now I see them, I'm like, he's going to hurt himself. He's gonna, that's, <laughs> oh, there's, there's a lawsuit there and he's going to really graze his knees doing that. So I, I don't know how much I agree with that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm struck by how many people in these videos are, they're the thieves and then they're the victim of glitter or some obnoxious spelling perfume or uh, something sprayed on them and they're mad. Like they're, mm. they're the victim. Yep. Which and I do, I do get the sense that even the trap itself is built to make, sh- make sure that uh, culpability doesn't shift. Like, well, you sprayed paint on my $40 shirt. So now you have to replace that. Mm. But it's, it's it's odd, you know. Sometimes it almost feels staged, but you know, a lot of times videos will go through about the construction of the device, and maybe that you know this is an improvement over our video from three weeks ago, and we've mm-hmm. added this feature, and we saw that person disable it, and then usually has a little. Uh, I think it's it's usually a wireless camera, like an old cell phone kind of setup to call and transmit, and then they I, yeah. they watch. I, are you talking about the one which had, I think, like six phones in it? It was a big box, and it would have six phones, and every angle it would record you from. And yeah, then it would well, throw glitter things like then, that. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to be the workaround on these um, wireless cameras. I, they talk about even if you want, like for home security, take your old cell phones and put them on your network, and I guess you can call into a website of some sort that will stream yeah and uh and that's what they do and then they record but uh yeah i mean it's it amazes me just the nerve of people who they've stolen a package and now they're i can't believe i gotta clean this glitter up i know stole stole a package i i yeah i can see it from their point of view it does have a half-life of uranium as well, doesn't it? Yes. Bloody yes, it glitter. Does. It's horrible stuff. But it is better than throwing paint all over the place and then owing someone 150 quid for their new jeans yes. and 100 pounds for the new shirt. And But then again, you shouldn't have stopped. Yeah, but you can't can't just throw paint over me, mate. That's not fair. Uh, <laughs> you know, still, yeah. that you pay the crime. Pay the crime? No. You do the time. No, do the crime, pay the something like that. Yeah, something about time and something crime there. and something that uh, rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's along them lines anyway. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. You just reminded me. I know we're already going off on tangent, but about YouTube and how fake a lot of the stuff is on there now. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I watch a lot of the ones where they the restoration films where they find an old tool so or someone has sent an old tool in and it's all rusty a lot of them are, f- are fake and i didn't realize this and 
I can understand people aging them quickly, but sometimes people just paint over stuff. <laughs> and yeah. To to give it a, a a patina, and then they wash off the paint, and it, but they make it act as as if they it was a hundred years worth of mud and grass <laughs> and grime on this part, where really it's just painted on, and it's flock, and it, it it's all just a very elaborate ruse. Mm-hmm. And it it does make me wonder how much of YouTube is real because you see a lot of these things where they catch people or they, someone trips over or, or it's a lot of setup, isn't it? And we are just, just taking in all of this footage, which is basically rubbish. We thought we were watching rubbish on TV and now we're going to YouTube and it's just for clicks and likes and shares. And it's just utter garbage. Spend 10 minutes on Instagram and there'll always be someone singing along to something, making weird faces. And you think, I don't want to see this. <laughs> I, I really don't want to see this at all. Let's move on. And so you flick on. And then there's someone else doing exactly the same thing, singing along and miming to something else. And you're like, How did the algorithm work that I end up watching this crap? Well, because you watched one that's even YouTube we'll do that like yeah i watched um uh, well i pulled up music it was uh I, like music from 1987 and so it just the image was a an old audio cassette and then it's like an hour and a half of music with no interruptions and then the next time i went to youtube and went on the home page my first eight things were music of the 70s music of 1986 like mm-hmm. it's you know it really, I think, looks at past behavior. I think it overweights things, too. Mm. Yeah. They used to say, like a long time ago, to kind of clear clear your history, your browsing history, your search history, not for privacy reasons, but just to, to cleanse the palate of, uh, you know, Uncle Teddy was there and he watched, you know, seven episodes of Top Shot and... Uh, your kids were there and they watched a bunch of um, Bluey and Sesame Street, you know, to kind of get it. Yeah. So that it can rebuild a profile of you rather than what what can be diluted. But I also think that's gotten harder to do. It's harder to find things, harder to wipe your, your footprints that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes at such a cost. Like you can't you used to be able to just kind of clear clear the last hour class clear the last week but now it's like reset and <laughs> and rebuild I, your whole profile i would love to be able to do that on youtube because all the stuff that is shown to me now is utter garbage i think i may have completed youtube <laughs> because i'm i'm watching all the stuff i really really like i keep up to date with mm-hmm. and then I think there's like certain tiers, the stuff that you always watch. As soon as it comes out, you immediately watch. And there's a lot of machinist stuff where I'm just watching people make stuff on a lathe or on a a mill or anything like that. Basically turning round stuff square on a mill and then turning square stuff round on a lathe. That's all I watch. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and I, 
I have my top tier of stuff I always watch, and then below that, other stuff that I I tend to watch, and then motor racing stuff as well, which bounces in there, and then music stuff as well, which I I watch. But then there's other stuff that I don't want to watch, and someone that keeps turning up all the time, and I'm not subscribed, <laughs> I'm not anything, and yet still turns up. I would like to just block your crap. It's terrible. I don't want anything to do with it. I think you're very dangerous as well. And I don't want to see that. I would like that cleanse. Scorch the earth of all my history. Keep my subscriptions there. Reset mm-hmm. that algorithm. And let's see how we go from there. But I think That's it also like. looks at people like you. Or people who watched the same thing as you also watched this. Which, mm-hmm. you know, well, I did not. <laughs> I, I watched these three things and chose not to watch the fourth. So just because yeah. they watch the fourth doesn't mean I want to. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a, a lot of that um, desire to kind of like lump together behaviors. You get the ads for that kind of thing. And I can't really say that I, I can think of a time where it said you may also like, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it involves the same people. Sometimes it involves a similar plot, but I can't really say I've seen like Netflix does that and Hulu, uh, all the streaming services try to predict. Yeah. Spotify as well. I, oh, I yeah. remember um, going, but on Spotify the- will let you thumb. Well, iHeartRadio will let you thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. To kind of build that. Like, yes, I like it. No, I don't kind of thing. Yeah. But Spotify, I get annoyed with Spotify because when you get to the end of a playlist and then it says, these are some similar songs. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> no, that wasn't on my playlist for a reason. Do you know what I've noticed on Spotify now that I use it? And I've, I've only been using it for a, a year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to listen to full albums now instead of playlists. Now, when I was using the Apple Music thing, which I just loaded all my songs onto that, I would have, I will just randomize everything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a full album on there. Be, I would just like pick and choose the stuff I really enjoyed. But now on Spotify, I'm going and just listening to albums and working on albums. And I haven't done that for years. And I, I'm really enjoying that. And I hate it when they just throw, you, you finish the album and then they shove one of the, uh, one of the songs from that, artists you've just been listening to mm-hmm. and you're like okay yeah i remember this that's great i'm enjoying that and then they throw in a random one they're like you might like this and like no <laughs> yep skip yep you might like this no skip and yeah i'm, I'm finding that a lot but yeah I, I didn't think i'd ever listen to full albums again but i am enjoying that at the moment i was thinking about that the other day in how many songs i like by artists that were not their hit um so like uh i'll try to give a good example well i i used to talk in 80s kind of music but asia and sticks and journey and all those bands would have their top 40 hit or sometimes even two or three from an album but then you had like the b-sides or the you know track seven on the album mm-hmm. and a lot of times i really liked those songs but now it doesn't feel like artists don't do that. They just release singles. 
Yeah. It's not a 45 with a obscure song on the back or I guess they, I, I haven't really bought an album in forever, but um, no, same. Even I might, I know what you mean. Like, so Spotify, you can sit there and say, I want the, uh, I want this album and it's, it's the entire set of tracks from the album. But mm-hmm. I, I guess I have kind of fallen into either like our heart radio or Spotify, I think even will make like a station for you. You know, it's like uh, Asia Radio or you know, Men at yes, Work Radio, yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's kind of a mix. Or you, I do a search and I'm like, well, there's a couple songs. Oh, somebody has a playlist that they made with 23 songs. That's good. It's an hour and 20 minutes. I'll that's what I need. I'll listen to that. But even that, it's kind of like a greatest hits album rather than that set of obscure tracks. Yeah, and that gets a bit boring, doesn't it? Yeah. Hit after, I can't, well, hit after hit after hit after hit. Okay, right. Stop with the hits. Do something a bit weird. Please. I kind of went on a, a queen journey like that lately. It, it started with weird. watching a video about the Flash Gordon movie. Yep. And then the soundtracks. Then I, I listened to the soundtrack. And then, you know, with like with Queen, I think a lot of the a lot of the songs for Queen were popular. I don't know that there were too many obscure things, but but there were enough that like I would like that. It, you know, if someone says I'm going to play four songs by Queen, it's not going to be one of those four. And so I I think I was on a YouTube playlist of uh, might have been like thirty five queen <laughs> songs and videos and and going through and and it it had enough of them it was like listening to maybe two or three albums but sometimes you get lucky and someone will make a playlist where they took like all 12 tracks on an album and put them in in order on youtube a lot of the videos or sometimes it's just uh on spotify mm. but what i what happened the other day on spotify with that is it was the Depeche Mode cover album, I think Music for the Masses, it was from like, uh, I want to say 1993. And of the 10 tracks, like three of them were grayed out, just not available. And uh, and that's on Spotify, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So oh. like it has the album, you know, yeah. here's, here's the album and it shows all 10 tracks and seven of them are available to play. And then three of them are there, but, but just grayed out like a licensing disagreement so it becomes yeah they don't have the the rights for them do they at all yeah so i went on i'm trying all right let's see it was uh i want to say it was i can't remember it might have been Susie and the banshees singing uh somebody and so i was so i'm searching like every combination i could try and see if i could find it on some other album maybe not as part of that but nope wasn't there Mm. Yeah, maybe we should do an episode on that sort of stuff. I, I feel like we just have, but you know. Yes. Well, <laughs> there's well, there's a lot though. Like, there's a lot of failed services that can't be like. Well, you have your whole Napster kind of thing. There was a thing called the sixty-one, which was like artists would release their music for free. And I just shared with my daughter in the past year a bunch of music I had downloaded from there, like obscure artists that bands that aren't around anymore but songs that i i liked at the time a lot mm. and and that's kind of like that was part of this whole 
Spotify search. Like, why can't I find this song? And why can't I find the song? And, oh, here's one. <laughs> but feel feel grateful that you can share that with your daughter. Because I, if I share anything with my kids, it's, I could just get frowny faces. Like, oh, what, what well, I, I do. And it, I couldn't have done this a year ago. This was kind of more like a... Um, she was just in a mood where we were friends for a day. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, oh, you want to know something? Oh, okay, yeah, let me quick. Uh, sunsetting. Let me get it to you fast. And yeah. I think I don't think she's actually listened to any of it, but I got it out there, and it's out. It's available. Well, I think my only chance at the moment of doing that is with my niece, because she. How old is she? Fourteen, I think she is. Mm. And she's finding all like the indie and the grungy stuff that I used to like. So she's started to wear Nirvana t-shirts, but she knows more than three Nirvana songs. So that's fine. And she likes the uh, Oasis and the Blurs and stuff like that, which is fine. I've got no problems in that. I love all that stuff. I'm a proper Indian grungy type of head. (laughs) But I'm thinking, okay, next time you're over, I'm just going to play you this Alice in Chains song. And you'll love it. You're abs- and it's still grungy. It's still within the context of what you're enjoying at the moment. It's just off to the left that you might not have found, but you will really love it. And I, I kind of really want to do that. I'd, I'd love to do that with my, my son and daughter as well. But they just look at me going, no, no, not yeah. today. Well, if it's if it's like for me, then in about 10 years for your birthday or for Father's Day, they'll make you a... Uh, playlist on the latest streaming service of songs they think you like and then invite you to add to it and they'll add some of their hits. And that's how it all happened for me. <laughs> I don't but, want to belittle anyone, but if someone gave me a playlist for my birthday, then they can get out my house right now because <laughs> well, no, that that's not washing. That's That was <laughs> that was one of the bigger gifts of recent years. I mean, for Christmas, it's kind of like you know, uh, Marianne, what do you want? Okay, uh, Jackie, why don't you buy mom this? Um, you can buy it here, and it's here's a coupon, and here's a credit card. And Jay, what do you, what do you want? That's fine if you're paying for it and moving it over. Yeah. That's that's cool. But if, if my kids just went, Happy birthday, by the way, we've compiled all these songs on Spotify for a playlist for you just to listen to, I'd be like, Could have got me a t shirt instead, really, couldn't you? Well, oh, never mind. It's my daughter, to my daughter's defense, she's in that kind of like I want to buy my own gifts, you know, but she doesn't have a real job kind of thing, and so she's yeah. been into like uh, a recipe book with grandma and the playlist. You know, like she's she gave Marianne one of those books that you fill out, um, uh, like oh, almost like a baby you... book, like yes. a baby book for adults. Like, yeah, you know, what was yes. your favorite memory and what is your favorite thing? <laughs> Yeah, it is oh. a baby book for adults. I just realized that that's that's pretty much what it is. It's an end of life book. That's what it yes. is. <laughs> yes. Oh if wow! If you could spend the rest of your days buried in the ground somewhere, where would you like it to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to be buried with? Yes. What's your favorite shirt? <laughs> Oh, I'm looking forward to oh. them days. Yeah, they're coming. You know, it's all, all all gone wrong when they 
you, you turn up with one of them books, you're like, oh, okay, I've reached that right. age, haven't I? Damn. Yes. Yes, it's coming. It's inevitable. Yeah. Well, there's something to look forward to in the future. In the future. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be talking about, instead of waffling on about all this stuff. Uh, so you came up with this idea of what people in the past thought of us in the future, what was going to happen in the future. Yeah. All the flying cars and the Jetsons and, or dystopian futures and, you know, Mm. COVID pandemic aside, just this, this sense that, uh, um, like Disney has a world of tomorrow and you'd go in and they, they have the home of the future and mom will push a button and like full cooked meals come out like in Star Trek and uh, all the cabinets and furniture disappear into the walls and oh wow uh, all that kind of stuff and just this idea of, of what the future would offer and what people would want just seems for the large part to be wrong, but then there's a lot of things people get right to. Mm-hmm. And so we, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about that. The Simpsons lately have been like getting a lot of attention because they had said Trump would be president and they predicted some other trends on societal trends, but you know, it's, it's one of those things too, where I think people remember hits and don't give any thought to misses mm-hmm. like when you know all those times you dream about aunt sally and she doesn't call you the next day you don't think about it but that one time when oh, i had a dream about aunt sally last night and she called me this morning yeah you know, that that feels like a premonition of the future yeah i also think like especially with the Simpsons, it is very much like Nostradamus. You have so many things put out there. The Simpsons mm-hmm. have like over a thousand episodes, don't they? And yeah. so they're going to hit on something at some point, surely. Mm-hmm. And people also like to retrofit stuff. I, I think there was stuff with like nine 11 in the Simpsons where it was, written down on a, on a bus or a coach or a, uh, a park bench in the show. And then people, once nine 11 happened and a couple of years have passed and then someone saw the episode again, they were like, oh, Simpsons predicted this. And mm-hmm. then people start diving into it and looking for it. And the same with Nostradamus. Oh, he predicted nine 11 because he said this in this order, but he didn't really say what year that would happen. And it, right. it's so easy to to make those words fit our agenda, right? And there's sometimes it's just kind of a uh, a joking progression or building on of what's happening. Like when when Disney takes over Star Wars, they're like, "Oh, they're going to take over everything someday." They'll own Spider Man too, and someday they'll own. Uh, you know the Simpsons, and well, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's at and the you're reacting Fox, to the they? fact that they're buying a lot. Yeah, now they do, but um, that could be true about about a lot of things when something seems to be happening 
more or or escalating in some way you know sometimes it it will continue to expand and sometimes it won't so if they make that prediction it like you said retroactively you can say ha we knew it yeah but there, there was two there was one video you sent me of tomorrow's world where they're talking about the house of the future and this was Mm -hmm. from i want to say the 80s i think it's like early 80s that they were doing Mm -hmm. it and they were talking about all your communication devices you'll you'll just sit down and they'll just talk to each other yeah isn't that weird that's kind of (laughs) what we got now isn't it that's a bit spooky and and you'll be able to walk into a front room and just say play Buck, and then Buck would start playing. I can do that. I could go down into my kitchen and say, hey, Google, play Buck, and it would play Buck. And then I I don't remember the the presenter going into the room and say, hey, tell me a joke, because that's what everyone does. You're like, oh, okay, let's all stop that now. But there are stuff that they, they did get right, definitely. There's stuff that's still to be invented i think there was mm-hmm. like a hairdryer that he just touched on the wall and power would come from the yep. wall it, there's yep. no sockets anymore I, I thought that was quite cool but I, I know that they're are they experimenting with that sort of stuff i don't know like but then again that that's just wireless that oh my yeah that is that's just wireless charging basically isn't it right yeah oh wow yeah but I, I think a lot of those things are inspired by science fiction. Like you think of, uh, well, like Star Trek had the communicators and they you know, flip them open and they look just like a flip phone. Yeah. And I, I think there's a generation of, of engineers who grow up having seen that kind of stuff and, and they have this idea. That'd be cool. To, I'm going to make that happen. You know, someone mm-hmm. sees that video that you're talking about. And and says that's pretty cool. I'm, I'd like to make that happen. Things things that are thrown out there, just as flights of fantasy by you know a, a movie director or or an author or comic book writer. Sometimes I think there's a uh, it's almost like a challenge. Like uh, let's see if we can let's see if we can make a transporter. Let's see if we can make a lightsaber. But there's no need for a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But it it'll be invented because uh, it, it's out there as like this carrot and like that's pretty cool. I wonder if I can do that. Oh, exactly. Yeah, the the, the hoverboard and well, that's mm-hmm. why we've we've got the the iPad and the iPhones now, isn't it? But they wanted a a communication device that you could just touch, like someone was a, a kid watching the the star trek next generation and saw these touch screen uh, screens around the the bridge and thought wow that would be cool if we could just touch no buttons just touch 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 mm-hmm. touch that's awesome i know let's build it and they did but we you know, we had to wait 40 years for the or the 30 years for the actual tech to be there but that's cool i like i i like science fiction coming up with an idea of well how will communications work well we'll just touch a badge and we'll be able to speak brilliant yeah let's do that and then someone watches that as a kid grows up and goes that was cool when i was a kid 
I'd like to push that envelope a little bit, please. Or sometimes it's a matter of if it's not going to be the way it is, then there's a finite number of options. Like if we're not going to heat our homes with fossil fuels, well, then it's going to be powered by wind or powered by water or powered by sun or powered by nuclear energy. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to be, I don't know what else will be powered by. So, uh, you know, ultimately when there is that transition, it'll be predicted by, you know, someone saw this in the future that we'd have solar powered cars or, um, you know, whatever that will live. Well, there are definitely predictions that are wrong. And I, I don't know if it's because they just, they're things that people don't really want or, the establishment kind of resists it. Like the electric cars now, I I guess that's something that's been available for a long time. And I have seen uh, videos watching things for this episode where, you know, people predicted we'd have electric cars in the fifties. People predicted we'd have them in the seventies and Mm. the technology's here, but it just, it just didn't catch on. Well, There are other factors as well with the electric cars. I don't think, personally, the electric car would be, it's the way forward. That feels, they've missed out a step there somewhere, which is more economical. And they've gone for like the the full-on, well, look, it's so environmentally friendly. Yeah, okay, but what about getting all the cobalt and lithium and stuff like that that goes along with building the electric car but then you also need to produce the electricity as well so it's it feels like they've jumped and missed a step somewhere there used to be in London uh, a thing where people were getting their cars converted to gas so you wouldn't run on petrol over here you'd fill up with a, a, a liquid form of gas uh, I'm not too sure what it was burning, but it was still burning, but it was supposed to be burning a lot cleaner than the, the petrols and the diesels. And they were supposed to be putting them in filling stations all across London and all, all across the country, and it never quite caught on. And all these people that bought the, the gas vans so they would be congestion charge exempt really it didn't really work for them at all so now they've gone back to the petrol and the diesel and now we're pushing on the on the electric and there was there was a moment maybe let's say 10 years ago where our government was saying no buy diesel buy diesel cars the diesels again a lot cleaner they're not a lot more efficient you get a lot more miles and so people went out and bought diesels Mm-hmm. And there, and the the um, the whole industry was flooded with diesels, and now it's you, you drive a diesel, you disgust me, shame <laughs> on you. And it's, oh, hang on, okay, fine. Well, we'll we'll go get something else. And now we have all these uh, ULEZ zones. I don't know if you've ever heard of these ULEZ zones, but the ultra low emission zones in London, where they want to cover the whole of London in these ultra low emission zones where if you don't drive a car that is has these certain standards 
where it's built after this age or if this van hasn't been built after this age then you will be charged 12 pounds whatever per day to drive around in london and it's just crippling people um, mm. i'm going very political sorry but no i, I get it though That's... the infrastructure for electric cars is non-existent really if, if you look at what what you really need to run everything if they want you to run electric cars they would have thrown this all over the country but it ain't there why because they want you to use petrol and diesel because that makes them money yeah well there's there's definite motivation had you ever heard this story like I, i remember in school hearing that uh, a electric light bulb that would never burnt out had been invented mm-hmm. and the patent was bought by like general electric or a light bulb company and just lost purposely buried to I, yeah. keep the market in place. Isn't it still burning at the moment? That's the, the, um, the myth, isn't it? That the yeah. first light bulb is still on at the moment. It's probably my bro- yeah. uh, son's bedroom, but <laughs> But yeah, that it's you know that there's a financial incentive to to protect the status quo, mm-hmm. and it is it kind of along what you were saying too. Like if we're we're probably gonna need to get a car soon, and my uh, my family was talking about, well, should we maybe you should get an electric car or or at least a hybrid or something. But I, part partly there's not the infrastructure for the fueling of electric cars. There just are not that many stations where we are that that can handle that. And then it just doesn't feel like it's going to be like it doesn't need to be now. I don't know if I can put that right, but even if even if they stop producing gas powered cars and so everything is electric for the next five, six years, there's still going to be so many cars on the market and so many people who own them because they can't afford to buy a brand new car. Mm hmm. And then because they can't afford to buy a brand new car, you can't then tax them in some form for still needing gasoline to do their jobs and, and things like that. It seems like we're still far from needing to make that transition. And in the short term, I certainly would try to be environmentally uh, reasonable, but convenience wise, it's, it's just not, it's not equal to just make that switch. Well, I get the feeling that the the petroleum companies, they're the ones with all the power here. They're the ones selling us all the the diesel and the petrol and gasoline and what have you. And then we're asking them, well, can you put electric in there so we can fill up with electricity and not buy your liquid gold? If you don't mind, it's it's very much like going into a Waterstones or a Barnes and Noble and asking for an, a, a Kindle. Okay, mm-hmm. why do you want a Kindle? Well, I want to put a hundred thousand books on this, please, and then never come to your store ever again. Would you mind that? Oh yeah, that'd be fine. Let's send you sell you a Kindle. That's great. It it seems like we want all the petrol stations to to sell electricity, but that will wipe them out. Right, they need to. They haven't yet figured out how to make that transition and and still profit off of it. Which going to your Kindle idea, how there was that proprietary um, 
ebook format that would only work like I don't know if it was the Nook or but certain certain readers for a while would only be able to read the certain formats. Or right. I, you think of the streaming services, like all the networks and stuff have have found a way to make their own channels, so that this mm-hmm. transition, rather than blocking the idea of a Netflix and and things like that, they they became part of it. Yeah. So that they're getting their their slice, whereas I guess something like like Blockbuster. And, and a typical video store, just they were too slow to adapt to um, to offering a streaming type format of their, or maybe just their their assets didn't transfer that way. They didn't have licenses. They couldn't they couldn't broadcast their product. They could mm-hmm. only physically transfer it, and they didn't have the resources to block it. Had they? Had it been more powerful, had it been owned by Universal and Warner Brothers and and 20th Century Fox, perhaps if those companies had a stake in that, they might have been able to block a Netflix and a streaming. You know, that it's in their have... best interest to continue the way it was. Yeah, I I still think even if Blockbusters was bought out by someone, then that would have just been amalgamated into their streaming service and then th- that would have disappeared or maybe just the name would have been used. I, I don't know, unless you've got a bigger name to amalgamate it into. Yeah, it would have had to be someone who who profited from the physical aspect of it as opposed mm-hmm. to... Uh, so like if a Sony bought Blockbuster, they don't care. They They own the product. They can stream it. But maybe if Kodak... And Polaroid and big, big plastic videotape had bought <laughs> Blockbuster. And they had, or, you know, maybe if it was a petroleum based product and then it, it needed, it just does feel like one of the biggest impediments to, to progress and change is um, the people in power and the companies in power wanting to maintain the status quo. Cause even like with the electric cars, how often the message is, an electric car just doesn't feel the same or sound yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think that the kids of the 60s, 70s and 80s would have made of electric cars now? Would you, do you think they would have been like, oh, wow, it's so futuristic? Or I think or, so. I think because they all look like DeLoreans and they, they, you know, they look all so aerodynamic. The Teslas and all them, they look so... Futury, but they don't fly. They don't no. fly. Do we really? But they want... look like Night Rider. They yeah, they do. But do we really want uh, mums and dads on the on on the school run flying around? I don't think we do, do we? No, no. That's so. That's one thing. I I think flying cars won't happen because the process of becoming a pilot is so complicated. <laughs> yeah, and even. Even if you had it automated in the sense of like the self-driving cars, just the risk of falling five feet, 10 feet, whatever in a, in a car. And then I also think there's, there's too much of a market to hack your self-driving car or other vehicle. Yep. So 
you know, your car might be going 60 miles an hour and, and following the rules of the road, but then the guy next to you's tweaked his to get an extra 10% and it throws off the whole matrix. Yeah. Well, the idea is that they all talk to each other, isn't it? Right. But yeah, if one of them is kind of lying, yeah, yeah, 60, I can do 60, yeah, 66. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Hadn't thought about that yet. They're always be that idiot, wouldn't they? I was watching a, a video, and it was um, Cars of the Future from like the fifties, and it was this car with a Jetsons type bubble dome, and he's driving down a highway in uh, in the desert, and it said, "In the future, we'll have uh, highways will be controlled by it was magnets in the roads, which would help you with navigation, and it had like a control tower, and the, the guy was like." You know, Ford Fairlane three two two one. What's your destination? In Chicago. For programming your route. You know, and uh, they moved into what would be um, the high occupancy vehicle or or express lane, mm-hmm. and took the hands off the wheel and <laughs> tower. Con- you know, they were controlled remotely, but there was it was on the ground level. There wasn't uh, in the sky like in the Jetsons. They're on what are the equivalent of roads, but it's just that's got to be all computerized, pre-programmed. Mm-hmm. You have to stay at this height and this thing. But again, if someone tinkers with their system or doesn't maintain it properly, then your car right. thinks it's at seven thousand meters, and it's oh no, you're at six nine nine seven, and you yeah, hit the guy just, below you. Just look at the modding scene now, mm-hmm. where people mod their cars and. <laughs> Like, yeah. Why? Well, where where did you get that Rolls Royce engine? Well, you know, I I stole it off a jumbo jet. Sorry about that. You know, but it looks damn <laughs> cool though, doesn't it? I, I yes, can reach yes. five hundred miles an hour with this. Hmm. Um. One thing I I did notice is I I put you in into a tweet where there was a very short clip of kids from the 60s talking about the future the year 2000 i think it was yeah and they're all saying uh, the the question was what do you think life will be like in the year 2000 now this is in the 60s this is 40 years in the in the future these kids are 10 and 12 years old they're not thinking 40 years they're thinking about dinner they're thinking about mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing at the weekend and playing with their mates mm-hmm. and Yet they they're all sat there going, well, I I think the computers will be running the the houses and we'll all be very bored. Number one, they're all very posh. I noticed, I, I every kid recorded on BBC in the sixties was very very posh, uh, but they seem to think that everything was going to be automated for us. I I can see why. Because that was the whole dream, wasn't it? That's a science fiction dream of stuff is done for us, so we don't have to do this, so we have other times for leisure. We don't yeah. have to work. Work will be sorted out for us by by the robot masses and the computer masses, mm-hmm. where we can then go along our merry way. But life didn't really work out that way, did it? I suppose we got too many people on the planet and wars happen and things get better and then things get worse and things get well decline and you have bad governments and bad decisions. I think it's a little impatient because 1960s was going to the moon, but the technology 
of those moon rockets, they say that's comparable to your, you know, uh, digital watch. Yeah. So the concept of, you look at what we can do now. I mean, it certainly has jumped by a lot, but, but there's still several steps away, I think from, from that level of automation, mm-hmm. but they describe basically uh, life in Wally on the cruise ship where they're, <laughs> they're in those floating lounge chairs and John Ratzenberger's yeah. sipping his big gulp and <laughs> playing virtual tennis. And uh, I mean, that's, Ready Player One was a lot like that too, in terms of going into a virtual world and and uh, you know living, working, kind of doing everything, non, not in the real world. Like someone has to maintain it. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't think that could all be robotic, though. I think you're going to have like the classes. You're going to have the people who will will do the jobs that no one wants to do and. But I, I don't think you'll end up with like a Star Wars Coruscant kind of thing where life becomes vertical in a literal sense and you have the upper classes living on the 400th floor and down at street level is is the poor and the, mm. the grunt laborers. I don't know. It feels like we're there now sometimes. You know, our, our people in power are so so out of touch with what we can do. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. And it's, it's insulting. The, the, the way that they go about things. Oh. But it's the 1%, as they say. So like it's mm. for the majority, for so many people, life is still not much different than it was in the seventies. They live in the same, their homes are not much different. Their jobs are, you know, like a, a policeman or a postal worker or someone like that might have a few fancier tools, but the job is still the same. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. There's a lot more paperwork. Doctor, though, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There'll be a lot more paperwork and a lot more uh, health and safety that, that covers all that sort of stuff. But I think essentially, yeah, it, a policeman is still a policeman, a, a a builder is still a builder, highway Teacher, maintenance is still, so, yeah. it, it, it's all fundamentally the same than, than what it was. It, the rules have changed a little bit, but but the, the people higher up in power are still the people higher up in power. Although I think that has changed. Uh, I, I get the feeling that we had people that, worked in factories and were CEOs and then moved over to politics because they wanted to do better for their uh, their company where their company was situated and their constituents in that sort of place but mm-hmm. now you you tend to have the the person who goes into politics and they are the that is their job they want to be a politician from age 5 and they, they want to rule. They want to be important. And that will be their job. And if they don't do that, then they have failed in life. And so they will continue until they reach that higher echelon of, of being in the 1%. And I, I don't know if that's a good... I don't think that's a good thing. I think you need 
people from that, but then you also need people that were working on a factory floor, working in uh, out in in a white van, going around doing stuff, and then they work their way up and then go into politics. That's I think a mixture of those type of people. That's what makes a healthy government. How did I get onto this? Sorry, I don't understand well, how I got into that. It's a good transition to what I was going to ask next about actual predictions. So I think I think in the next 30 years, I'll say 30 years, that a significantly sized community is going to choose to ha- elect an artificial intelligence leader. Oh, and it's not going to be not going to be New York City, or United States, or London, or France, but it's going to be a, a quirky town, a good sized town somewhere that that decides, like, just like every once in a while, you hear that some eighteen year old was elected mayor, and yeah. <laughs> yes, like, but there's going to be a group of people who are going to say, especially because a lot of times. There aren't candidates who want the job for some of these, but someone is going to sell his community or her community on the idea that artificial intelligence has gotten to the point where it makes good decisions mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it can't will limit its power. So it can't, can't declare a world war or something, but it, for much of what goes on in uh, managing you know, budgetary decisions, arbitrating things, uh, processing information, planning. People use computers as part of the decision-making process anyway. I believe sometime in the next 30 years, a community is going to choose to just let the chatbot be mayor. Ah, see. Okay, so that AI would be in charge of – it would be given its yearly budget – to use let, let's say it is a little town and they have their yearly budget and they have all their utilities that they need to to spend money on and to pay for wages and then they have maintenance and then they have other little things and and then this ai would sort it out is yeah, that what well, you're saying yeah let, let's suppose that a town a small town has like the head of public works. It's got, uh, you know, superintendent of schools, all these kind of things. So at first the head of public works uses a program that makes most of the decisions and allocates resources. And then somewhere as a budget cut, somebody says, you know what? He's not really doing anything either. We can, the program does most of the work that can just be folded onto Sarah's job and, you know, the, the computer will, will handle everything and Sarah can just be there just in case. And then Sarah, who's the head of superintendent of schools, they sit there and they say, well, you know, you, you know, principals, all those people, they're doing the work. You, we just need someone to handle the budget, approve contracts. This program can be tweaked to do that. And I think eventually it will absorb more and more roles. And it might not be this ever given the, well, not ever. It might not quickly enough be given supreme authority maybe be lieutenant governor or assistant mayor but essentially rather than having five you know somebody retires and there's nobody qualified or they hate to spend the 
you know, $80,000 a year salary on someone. Oh, we don't really need someone. It's mostly automated these days anyway. Yeah. And uh, but if you're going to have a restaurant that's fully automated, do you need a manager? And if you have several restaurants that are fully automated, so you basically have automated manager. Like it, you can probably translate that to civic things at some point if you have the right community that wouldn't be a manager that would be an engineer to go and help with the computer wouldn't it right but that's you're thinking more maintenance than policing and evaluating if you oh see yeah if you're not going to review this decision making of the machine then yeah i think i think in there'll be a lot of resistance to it, but I do think in the next 30 years, there's going to be somewhere that says, this is stupid. Why should we pay our, our mayor $40,000 a year? We all get along. We all agree with this thing. We just need somebody to like, I think you'd, I think you'd be more likely to see a mayor than a judge. Oh, you couldn't have a judge. Surely you couldn't have a judge. Could you? Because they go on, they weigh things up, don't they? You you can't have a judge that has spent the last 200 years weighing things up because of experience, then do it on a program with, with a binary outcome. I think you'd have a, a strong push of people saying that that's a better fit, a judge, you know, weighing, even if they took the 70% of things where there's, it's more cut and dry. Like you could have a uh, machine arbitrate traffic court, probably who was right and wrong. Was he speeding? Like if it's the more facts involved. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Yeah. You won me around on that. Well, because... but I, but I, I don't think, I think people resist that more because it's, it has more of an immediate consequence. If I don't want to be sent to jail on a machine making a mistake. Yeah, but the machine wouldn't make a mistake. And and you'd have the beauty of it not judging the person in front of them. But see, I think you can't say the machine's not going to make a mistake. How many times have you tried to use facial recognition and it doesn't recognize you or your signature is rejected? Or... Machines make mistakes a lot, and especially if it's whatever it's basing – Like it learns by finding out what was done before. And then I guess it just processes that. But if it's based on like, think of how things change over time, like attitudes and what was against the law in the fifties. It's not against the law now. And I wouldn't say a machine makes mistakes. It's either user error or a bad input, or it has a, a conflict somewhere. It's not made a mistake per se, though, has it? Uh, well, like with a hotel reservation, that's user error. But when it's, like, it's a conflict somewhere is probably what it falls under. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it'd be more of a conflict. But like, if you're gonna, if you do facial recognition and you're misidentified, is that user error? on the part of the person who programmed it in the first place. Hmm. Oh, 
Yeah, we're getting into a very Judge Dread world already, yes. aren't we? Well, so I think that's what's what's something you you can picture happening or not happening in the next thirty years. It's a big subject, isn't it? The, the only thing I can think of, you know, you said about um, things becoming automated. Mm-hmm. I think that would just continue. I, I I can't think of anything else. That is the the ultimate, isn't it? Of people getting replaced by computer programs. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of, do you think this or that? Perhaps. Okay. So yeah, go on. do you think airplanes will continue to be the primary source of travel? Absolutely. Or, and the reason, reason it might change is I was hearing about how a return to airships, they'd be safer. You can land them anywhere. So maybe maybe not our airplanes going to be as common, but will will we see a big bite taken out by uh, high speed rail and and airships? No, like replacing boats and such. No, no, I I think we we've kind of peaked with air travel at the moment. It, it's becoming safer and safer. I think it it's just going to become more and more. We might move over to. Uh, biofuels, which might be a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe electric, but man, you're going to be sat there waiting to charge a plane for a long time, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> there's no, there's no fast charging on that, is there? <laughs> no. So maybe biofuels on that, that would be a, a, a good thing. Do you um, think, I'm oh, sorry. No, cool. Do you think sugar will be looked at the way cigarettes are looked at now. Will it finally like, or any dietary aspect will be like, I can't believe people used to eat that. Yes. Yes. And I, uh, I don't think just sugar. I think maybe meat as well. Not really. You think that, well, do you think that'll catch on? I know there's a movement for that, but it doesn't really seem to have hit here. Not yet. I think it, it's. I think that's a slow thing, but it will, it will progress. Maybe not fully, but I, I think there is a, a definite turn about to be had, especially when you you talk about the environmental hit, mm-hmm. trying to feed everyone hamburgers and 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 chicken sandwiches and nuggets and whatever just using animals hopefully in and this is me saying as a meat eater as well in Mm -hmm. the next maybe 50 years we will look back and go wow we we actually did that we turned that corner we actually did that i agree and i think it's i think the mistake they're making now is trying to make fake beef instead of saying here is a new like like tofu, you can't do tofu. But if they were like, here is uh, Maya, and Maya is this great thing. Like you can make it all different ways. You can make Maya casserole. Like it fries good, almost as if it was a new animal. Yeah. But I think the mistake of like, here's fake meat, and we made it by pushing seaweed together, and it looks just like a hamburger and a steak. And like, no, 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 that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's a turnoff. Do you think it needs to become its own thing? 
Yes. Yes. And I think it needs to be driven by or supported by the healthcare industry kind of drawing a line. And I think it'll happen because of that. As, as they try to cut costs and balance budgets and stuff, they'll say, like with smoking, the cost of allowing people to smoke is just too high. And we need to change behaviors. But people still smoke. People still take up smoking. People, uh, but a lot less say... so. It was everywhere before. Now you can get fined on American TV for having characters who smoke in your TV show. Oh, can you? Yeah. It's like, so it's, it's dramatically reduced. I think there's a, I'm sure with period pieces you can do it, but mm-hmm. they have really made the message uh, to, to change, to change that and get rid of it. That's not a bad thing, but it does look cool. I don't do it, but <laughs> it does look cool. There's no getting around it. I'm afraid it looks cool. <laughs> Some people it does. Anyway. Uh, All right. Here's here's another thing. Do you think there will be a movement to view having a pet as cruel? And like that 50 years from now, I can't believe you used to own a dog or you used to, used to own an animal. No. No, they are seen, essential... I have seen this, the seeds of that, that, it, you know, it's you know, and similar to like, well, having an animal in, in a zoo or something like that, but just that it's cruel. And I, I think a lot of it too is the population of pets has increased so much when they were wild animals, there weren't so many mm-hmm. and the population controlled itself. But now we're, I, I so don't many. I don't think having a pet would be seen as cruel in the future. I think breeding dogs and mostly dogs in certain situations. So they have uh, malfunctions. Mm -hmm. Genetically uh, making it happen. Yeah. Like crossbreeding. So you get a certain type of dog but it has like breathing problems or it has like wonky legs, but man, it looks cute. Yeah. There, there's something really wrong with that. Okay. I personally don't think they, they look pretty. The, the mm-hmm. ones that have like the, the breathing things, other people do. That's fine. But I, I think breeding an animal that wouldn't really be there if we weren't there is for our enjoyment, but it still has all these breathing problems. And, but we take it to the vet and just fill it up with pills and, and medicine. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Well, we, we made something that was faulty and then we, we loved it and cared for it and then fed it medicine for the rest of its life. So it can live. There's something really wrong with that, isn't there? I I think yeah. there is anyway. No, I agree. Well, and that ties into, I guess, the, the last one I kind of had was, you probably heard they're talking about bringing back the woolly mammoth and the dodo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is not crossing a line, but that's that's going to 
push us past a barrier of some sort on this whole idea of genetic engineering. And I mean, they're going to clone something. They're probably going to tweak, tweak its genes somewhat so that it's better suited to survive. And so, so do you think that designing designer DNA will be a thing 50 years from now? Like if, if you had the chance to go to, if to have yourself tested and find out that your child is going to have spina bifida or have some asthma or something that, that it'll be more accepted and encouraged to correct those, those I, issues. I, I think that will be there. Yes. If, if it is a simple option of, we turn this gene off, we turn this hereditary thing off then I think it would become so easy that it would just be the norm. It would just be going, oh, we've found this. We, are, we, we see that you, you have hair loss in your family. Would you like us to turn that off? Yes, please. That would be great. Thank you very but much. But see, I think, I think it'll, it'll be such a hot topic that, I mean, there are people who would sit there and say, but hair loss is character. I don't want the hair loss turned off in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, And even it might be you – you you don't want it, but uh, a future generation says you've robbed me of my cultural identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and does does that kind of steer? I mean, you'll still have some diversity. You'll have, but will diversity simply be uh, color of eyes and hair and skin and and then does being ginger is that a defect? Does you know? Well, we find that people with blue eyes are twenty-two percent more likely to have vision problems. Like, yeah. I think it's a slippery enough slope that it'll be met with so much resistance that the technology will be there, but I think it it'll be blocked still for a while. That but there will be places that I, I think that sort of thing will only you, you'll have a, a pushback on it fifty years into it after mm-hmm. you realize blue eyed people that everyone has blue eyes okay so what's the point in having blue okay well we'll create some people with brown eyes and green eyes to make it different well that's back to your modders you'll have people it'll be like in uh book of boba fett people be modding themselves yeah yeah well i I, not quite this is down to the parents choosing it's basically the sims Mm-hmm. You're, you're creating your new baby sim, um, but you want it to have uh, brown skin or, or lighter skin or uh, um, black hair or blonde hair or green eyes or brown eyes. Or, And I, I think once you start having that generation, then that generation will grow up and we didn't have the choice in this. I look totally different from what I actually would look like. Here's a picture of me that how I should look like. And really, I have this beard that goes all the way up to my face, all, all across my face. And it, it's disgusting because my mum and dad didn't turn off that hair loss gene. Now I'm just covered in hair. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just Teen Wolf, which is not fair. But I, I think that would go so far that once we have that and it, it's so ingrained in our, our life, then people will start pushing back on it. I don't think that would be pushed back before it really kicks in. I think once it, it, it 
it's already taken hold, then you'll get the pushback on it. Do you think it'll become a legal issue for children? Like right now, I, I would say that if a child is born addicted to crack because of the decisions its parents made, it could probably sue for the harm that was done to it. I don't know. I don't know. Could could a child... Could, right now, birth is, is a random process. Whatever you get, you get. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes a case where a child can say to its parents, you chose to... You chose these things for me. Or you neglected your responsibility to check for and choose and you could have you could have gotten rid of this for me or you could have changed it it's uh, a whole moral issue but but i i think someone someone will make the case but whether it's supported in mass sure. i don't know surely that's a society thing though because you should have steps within the the surroundings that you have that someone would pick that up that that mother and father are using crack that social services will get involved and be able to to help out on that unfortunately they're flooded and there's not enough resources to to um, help that situation so people will slip through the net uh, but I, I, we already have sons and daughters suing their parents about certain things about not being able to play the xbox and, and well whatnot. even like a, if a family doesn't believe in in like medical care i forget what religions there are but there's ones where it's like well god will heal my child or not heal my child and uh-huh. that's that's a religious belief so that makes it hard to to enforce but I don't know. I I think I th- I think we'll have the technology, and you'll you'll probably see it a lot on TV shows and movies, and that'll kind of they'll either be the villains or the good guys who are doing it, and then that'll set set a tone. But I don't know that it'll be as mainstream in the next fifty years. I think the body modding thing would become more prevalent though, and easier. Yeah as well we already have it we've had it for hundreds of years with tattoos and piercings and other yeah. stuff but genetically uh, what you can't do an extra finger the same way you could do a different color or hair, hair color or eye color n- no all the cool kids are getting asthma <laughs> <laughs> i always wanted that it's like the star belly speeches but with <laughs> always wanted an inhaler as a kid my oh, mate yeah. had one i was like oh man can i just have like your old one give me a hit yeah give me a puff. It, it can be empty it just looks cool back to the smoking again um yeah you, like with the book of boba fett the, the the body modders and that could be a thing definitely mm-hmm. i don't know how what form that would be whether that would be go go gadget eyeballs or or just movable tattoos, I don't know. But we already have body modders that go to the extreme where they they um, tattoo their eyes and uh, yeah, and, and the split their tongues stuff. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot you don't like that stuff. I'm rocking but, in the seat. 
<laughs> Five years ago, I'd, I'd push on that a little bit, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, I actually, th- I think there's actually a lot more we could think about too. But we are, we are at almost an hour and a half here. So. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. Sitting, I'm outside. For those who don't know, I'm outside in the. It was 60 degrees when we started. It's not 60 degrees anymore. <laughs> so. I think I think it might be time to wrap this episode. Yeah, up. no worries. Yeah, look, look, there's loads more that we can speak about, and maybe we we'll come yeah, back to yeah. this again at a later date. That's, that's no problem whatsoever. That's cool. Right, let's wrap things up then. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to to push on these no. lovely people? No, nope, if I it's still in my queue of things to do to go back and and tweak and clean up my uh, my old blogs. Jeez, <laughs> just think of people don't even really read blogs anymore. But I do want to go back and and read, clean that all up. So keep an eye out for uh, that other page and Scott Wonders to come back to life at some point. But nice. it's not ready yet. How about you? Uh, what do I have? Black Dog Podcast, which is at blackdogpodcast.com. Uh, the Formula One season hasn't started yet, so don't worry about that. But I, I was going to plug my wall chart that I created and put on Redbubble, but they've taken it down because I put F1 in the in the, the title. They're like, nope, you can't have that. So I'm disputing <laughs> that at the moment. So maybe I'll have something to plug next time out. I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, all my stuff's over at road2media.com. You're very Sounds clever good. people. You you know where to go and get all that stuff. Um, the people that help us out on Patreon, thank you so much. You are keeping the lights on for us. We really do appreciate that. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I think we'll leave it there. So thank you, Scott, once again. It's been excellent. T.Y. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so progressive. Well, I, I, I can't even think of anything. Oh, screw it. Um, please leave <laughs> quietly. This is a residential area. I'll work that out later. You let them work out. Be fine. There you go.